Hi, this is Heather Ace. I am the CHRO at Qualcomm. For us, hybrid really means maximizing flexibility on-site versus off-site. I'm Catherine Speglia, and this is Well Technically, the tech podcast where women do the explaining. Heather, it's so good to have you here. Thanks, Catherine. Great to see you again. As you've mentioned in your introduction a little bit, you're in human resources. So today's conversation will be about kind of HR, technology, and of course, the topic that's still on everyone's mind, COVID-19, and how all of those things are kind of working together. And it should be really interesting. But first, what is an example of a time in which being a woman has empowered you? So an example of a time where being a woman has empowered me, um, I would say, I think being a woman has really empowered me um, being a part of many leadership teams that have made up of mostly men. Um, Why do I say that? Um, I think that women really can bring a distinct perspective and view to the table in terms of how we talk about things, deep empathy, understanding, how we listen, how we communicate, um, how we look for the win-win. Um, and how we influence. And so for me, if I think about my background, which has really been litigation, mergers and acquisitions, med tech, tech, um, executive teams, I feel like sometimes being um, one of the only females in the room has been a competitive advantage for me, just given those stylistic differences around how I influence. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I tried to frame it around a positive. I'm, I'm very curious to hear from women what they feel being a woman has has given them the opportunities to do as opposed to kind of stripping them of opportunities. Uh, my next question, I'm going to apologize. It's not very specific. <laughs> it's a little open-ended, but you are the first person from HR, I believe, that I've had on the podcast. And I got to thinking, like, what has it been like being an HR professional in the tech industry during such like a uniquely challenging time? And what lessons have you learned? Yeah, and, and I think I even have um, uh, a u- unique additive in that I onboarded remotely while this was going on in the middle of the pandemic as the head of the, um, the people agenda, um, which was something I never contemplated or any of us contemplated probably happening in terms of the pandemic. Um, so I'm well-versed in HR um, and thinking coming on board, leading HR for a big tech company, very, very exciting, and then boom, the pandemic. And I would say, Catherine, that um, from a capability perspective in terms of leading HR during um, something like this and at a technology company, it was really like a hard left turn. And and really uh, myself, and I think a lot of other CHROs and HR leaders have had to build a whole new capability, really um, having to to deal with crisis management through uncharted waters. I mean, most of us weren't there back in the days of the Spanish flu. None of us have really lived through a worldwide pandemic before. And so leading HR, all of a sudden it's crisis management. Um, it's a discrete shift from taking care from physical safety to uh, mental safety and emotional support and really putting people at the center, but from a basic kind of fundamental need perspective in terms of keeping people safe, making sure they're connected, supporting their needs, whether it's physical, mental, et cetera. Um, that's always been a part of our job, but I mean, it, it like in a day overnight became front, front and center. I was thinking about how it can on the one hand that what you had to come like jump into was unprecedented and particularly challenging but on the other hand it kind of opened up this opportunity for you being new to the company 
but now being able to really restructure important things about the company and you know how it treats its employees and its employees mental health so i think that's just very interesting timing <laughs> yeah no you're you're absolutely right i mean in a, in a in in a strange way it helped me integrate really quickly around something really really important and then if you think about kind of the um the human experiment that happened literally overnight most companies would take forever pilot you know maybe so maybe not and it was, you know, right in front of us, right, as it relates to how we treat people, and then how do we connect people, how do we use technology, and, you know, I was, I was thinking about this, and I think maybe prior to this happening, um, in a way, we were always in person, and we kind of supplemented that connection with technology. Overnight, we were in technology, and now hoping to supplement it with some in-person type collaboration as we really contemplate starting to come back to work with the future of work. Definitely. And let's talk more about technology and having to work from home, something you experienced firsthand, but also something you are involved in trying to make work for other people. How has technology helped increase flexibility, particularly for those, a lot of us who have spent the last year working from home? Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm fortunate uh, because I got to onboard and join a company um, that really has been at the leading edge of the 5G revolution. And that um, communication and connectivity, right, has always been at the heart of what we do. So it's in our language, it's in our DNA. Um, even so, we had to do a quick pivot. And so when we think about um, communicating, when we think about collaboration platforms, you think about a new employee joining remotely, uh, technology was, if you think about it, it's really, it's really the only lifeline mm -hmm. around um, how you talk to people, how you connect with people. Uh, Qualcomm has people all over the world, right? In, in China, um, in Europe, of course, in the US, in Taiwan, um, in Japan, in India. And so it was really a lifeline in terms of connection and ability to get on any time of day, um, anywhere in the world, and still be able to connect and communicate and do, and do our jobs. And so it was, uh, it was the difference maker for sure. And more generally, what are some ways in which technology drives equity in the workplace? Couple, couple ways. Um, you know, one I would say, if you think about the experience of, of most people, even in a global organization such as such as ours, you had a bunch of people kind of sitting in the room around a conference table who were looking at each other and connecting and talking, and various people that were joining by phone. And at best, they weren't multitasking; they were paying attention. And even so, probably could never get a word in edgewise, or um, couldn't hear parts of the conversation as somebody was opening their bag of chips. I mean, most people would say it wasn't a great employee experience when you weren't in the room with the rest of the people in the meeting. And if you had something important to say, it was like try to right, jump in, jump into a conversation, et cetera, and perhaps even get talked over by people that are in the room. So one of the ways is that by virtue of technology and collaboration platforms, just like we're talking on right now, um, everybody has an equal square. Everybody has equal time. It's much easier to raise your hand. I mean, there's different types of functionality, even within some of the collaboration platforms where you can raise your hand, you can clap, give a thumbs up. I use the raise your hand for a high five personally, but everybody has an equal square. I mean, and even as a leader, I can see everybody and be able to say, you know, Mary, what do you think? Or Jim, what do you think? Or I haven't heard yet from you. So I really think that the collaboration platforms and the equal squares, equal, um, equal voice has provided a lot more inclusivity and even equity in terms of converse, conversations and diverse perspectives. Um, the other thing that comes to mind is as we really contemplate now the fact that people have been working from home for 14 months or so, right? About so, 15 months. And, and we start to think about um, coming back to work. 
is thinking about how now we might access different talent pools in different places when we always used to think about it in terms of the four corners or four walls. How else now can we even think about um, diversity, equity, inclusion um, by virtue of accessing different talent pools that aren't necessarily tied to brick and mortar? So that's another way I would say. Some of what you said reminded me about like what I've been hearing from teachers about equality in the classroom and how when you're on Zoom, the raising your hand function or being able to type a question or a comment in the chat has made it so that that students who are not typically comfortable speaking out in class actually now have an easier time kind of engaging with the material and with the teacher, which I I think is kind of a silver lining here. Absolutely. And it enables us, I mean, whether it's schools or you think about telemedicine, if if you think about how technology enables you to reach um, different communities, uh, connect different communities to teachers, to doctors, to work, um, it plays just a tremendous role in that regard. Okay. And my last question is perhaps kind of, you know, the heart of why you're here, because I, I know that last time I saw you, you were with Mary and we were talking about Qualcomm's hybrid approach to the workforce moving forward. Now that the immediate threat of COVID-19 has passed, I know Qualcomm intends to pursue this hybrid work environment, but what is really meant by hybrid? And why did Qualcomm make the decision not to just go back to the way things were? But um, there's never going back to the way things were. There's always moving forward. Now, that doesn't mean we don't miss or want to capture some things that used to be. And and for sure, we've learned a lot over the 14 months around what could be reimagined. For us, you know, we've learned um, we've learned a lot over the course of the pandemic, and we've even accumulated an incredible amount of data and knowledge around management, productivity, how people learn, how people disconnect, burnout, um, et cetera. And a um, couple, couple learnings, you know, we've learned that our employees are able to remain as productive, if not more so, than when they came into the office. We've learned that virtual meeting platforms such as this have fostered more inclusivity. Um, again, equal square, equal voice. That's been a great learning. That's been an experience we want to preserve. We've learned that providing more flexibility for employees fosters much greater satisfaction and higher morale. We've seen a new side of leaders in terms of when a child runs into the room or, or the dog runs across, you know, it, it lends an informality and an intimacy with leaders that I think people really enjoyed and haven't got to experience before. Um, we realize the importance of mental health, right, as well as physical safety and physical health. But we also realize that people do really miss seeing people in person. So um, as we really imagine the return to work or return to on-site and hybrid work, there's a, there's a couple things we're thinking about. One is we want to embrace flexibility and ensure we preserve all cult- our culture of innovation and collaboration as it relates to that's been our lifeblood and that's what always has made us successful. And how do we um, not balance those two needs, but make sure they're not mutually exclusive. So we're really going to embrace an approach where we, we do believe being connected and seeing people in person is important. So we won't go so far to say everybody can work from everywhere all the time. That's not going to be us, but we in all likelihood will say a small minimum of a couple of days in the office, but then give leaders and teams a lot of autonomy based on the nature of work really to work within those guidelines so that we can give people um, what they desire, a walk with their dog in the middle of the day. Some people are still dealing with being at-home teachers uh, per se with their kids. 
And so for us, hybrid really means maximizing flexibility on-site versus off-site, um, but also preserving the core and the responsibility to come in and collaborate and entice people to see their colleagues. The other thing Catherine and I would say for that we know for sure is technology is going to continue to play just an absolutely critical role. Wireless connectivity, 5G, other technology platforms are going to help us just maintain that connection. And then um, again, with if you think about global distributed workforce, technologies like XR, virtual reality, augmented reality, mixed reality, um, together with 5G, I think will increasingly be a, be a part of the future where you can think about telepresence or holographic presence in meeting rooms. How do we think about that from an onboarding perspective where one of our new employees in India can take a tour through our museum here in San Diego? And so I feel really privileged to be working at an organization that is inventing those technologies that are going to lead us into the future as we contemplate the future of work. It's really cool to hear how Qualcomm is kind of taking the lead in these new approaches to working. I think it's definitely where we're headed. And I think it's great that Qualcomm is kind of jumping in. Thank you. It's one big experiment, but we're, we're going for it. And we'll measure and roll just as we need to, right, as we learn along the way. Yeah, exactly. Well, Heather, this has been great. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Catherine. I appreciate it. It's fun, uh, it's fun to talk to you and fun to share a little bit about um, Qualcomm and our journey and the power of people and technology. Well Technically is an Arden Media production. For advertising inquiries, contact Danny Miller at dmiller at ardenmedia.com.